Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thank you ever so much for clicking on the podcast. It is so, so appreciated. Uh, episode 36, here we go. We are going to dive into the brand new Ghostbusters film, Ghostbusters Afterlife, directed by Jason Reitman, who has, uh, yeah, big shoes to fill, obviously, being that his dad is the uh, is the gentleman that brought us the very first Ghostbusters. And what an iconic film that is. I say. For me, anyways, growing up, I loved Ghostbusters. I just It's just, again, one of those films, great buddy feel to it, a lot of great humour, and, and just sci-fi and... Well, ghosts, really. So, of course, I was going to be getting t- tickets to see this as soon as I possibly could. I've been really looking forward to it, and it's a shame that it's been delayed so, so many times. But, of course, obviously, you know, can't really argue with COVID. Um, but, no, I I was super, super excited for this film. And so here we are in episode 36. I'm going to give you my thoughts. going to go over some spoilers as well a little bit later, so don't worry. I'll give you a little nod when we come to that. But thank you, as always, for clicking on the podcast. It is available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as RSS.com. So if you've listened to it on any of those or even referred it, shared it whatever it is is so so appreciated but let's get right to it because just on a personal level i think this film was absolutely brilliant like i i loved it every every aspect of it like the from nostalgia to little easter eggs i just feel like it's been so so well handled jason reitman has really really taken this uh, and just just ran with it you know like i was a bit i was i was i was not worried or anything because i know that we've had you know, we've had, we had the reboot or soft reboot or whatever it was in 2016, was it? By Paul Feig, which was fine. Just I didn't think the story was was anywhere near as good as what it could have been or even, you know, when you think about what you can do with Ghostbusters, it's it, it, it literally can, as long as it's got ghosts in it, I think you're all good, you know, you know what I mean? And so to miss the mark as much as they did in that 2016 one, um, story-wise, I felt was just a little bit underwhelming. But this is probably, I mean, for me, I, I, we've always wanted a sequel to Ghostbusters 2. You know, Ghostbusters 2 was, was just fine. I still like Ghostbusters too. Don't get me wrong. I think obviously it's it's always going to be tough to, to to you know kind of follow on from how brilliant that first film was. But Ghostbusters two was fine. I, I like Ghostbusters two still. And this really for me, I was like, I've always wanted another sequel. I've always wanted something just to give. I don't know us fans just like, oh, this is this is what we en- this is what we loved about Ghostbusters in the first place. And I feel that Jason Reitman has done an absolutely amazing job of bringing that to us. This, for me, is the sequel that us fans have all been waiting for. You know, we've got a new cast. You know, we've still got all those nods and such. We've got cameos left, right... Well, not left, right and centre. We've got cameos in there as well. And it's just the perfect balance. I mean, I know that a lot of people out there just touching on the Easter egg side of it that have kind of come out saying... It's too nostalgia heavy. It's got too many nods, too many of this. And yes, if you aren't the biggest Ghostbusters fan, there are certain things that you're going to see or like, you know, certain props or whatever that you might be thinking, I've no idea what that is. And even for me, I'm going to probably, I'm going to watch this again and be like, oh, I didn't pick up on that first time around. But I don't know, like I, I loved it still. Like I absolutely loved all these little nods and little, like I said, the, the props that they were using, this, everything about this film, like the aesthetics, everything just felt Ghostbustery. And I don't really see how I can complain about it. I can't complain about it. And I'm hoping that not many, well, judging from the reviews it's been getting, not many people are complaining about it. But I do see the side of that coin where people are saying there are too many kind of nods and such. But I'm just going to ignore them because I thought it was great. I'm going to go out and say this as well, which might be big words. And I'm probably going to anger so many people already. But I feel this was handled much better than The Force Awakens was. Now, hear me out here, because I love Star Wars, don't get me wrong. Like, I absolutely adore Star Wars. That Disney trilogy, though, was just questionable in its own right. The Force Awakens was an absolutely just great nostalgia feel, wasn't it? Like, when we saw Force Awakens, it felt new, but at the same time, it felt familiar. Ghostbusters Afterlife feels new, but also very familiar. But I feel that 
all the beats and all the moments that The Force Awakens and probably that entire trilogy got wrong with Star Wars. I'm not trying to compare Ghostbusters to Star Wars by any means. I'm not saying that they're both the same. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about these films that we get where they bring it back, they they reboot, or not reboot, but, you know, soft reboot sequel to, you know, a big big film or whatever as, as, as these are. Sometimes they can miss the mark. Even though with The Force Awakens, it did feel like a lot of regurgitated stuff. And you could argue that the, the, the Ghostbusters Afterlife has that. However... I just feel like the emotional level of this film is so much better. So, so much better. And I think I had such a... Just, I've loved this cinema experience. And again, maybe I'll disagree with myself in a few years' time when I rewatch The Force Awakens and think, oh, actually. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm i already looking forward to seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife again. Like, I've, I've got it on pre-order already for, for my Steelbook collection or whatever. I'm already just, like, ready to watch this film again. We came out of the cinema, I said to my fiancé, I was like, I want to go back and watch that again. Like, I, I need to see this again. <laughs> it just It's just everything that I wanted, really. And and just credit to, say, Jason Reitman, to the cast as well. It's just a lot of fun. I can't wait to say, I, I, I wanted to... I said before, I was like, I'm expecting to give this maybe at least a 7 out of 10. I got a lot more than that. I think it was... I say a lot more, I got more than that anyways. But I, I, I really, really, really did enjoy this film. So... Let's get to it. I won't jump into spoilers too soon. I'm going to give you a nod when that comes round, but let's give you the synopsis. When penniless Callie's estranged father dies, leaving her house in the middle of nowhere, she has no choice but to move there with her kids, Trevor and Phoebe. Phoebe very soon discovers that her grandfather was Ghostbuster Egon Spengler and that there are many ghosts still unbusted. And this is the thing, like, this story, it, it, it takes what the first one did, obviously brings it into modern and modern era, but still has that kind of just nostalgic feel to it you know there's even even the score sorry to to go back to like the aesthetics of this film you know you've got those classic you know piano keys that we're all familiar with with ghostbusters you know even i don't know like just everything like from from finding ecto one to all the easter eggs and such it's just everything for me was just what i was after in this film and the cast as well like star of the show or star of the film i should say phoebe uh portrayed by mckenna grace just just brilliant. The perfect, like for me anyways, perfect portrayal of like a science nerdy kid who just wants to find her place in society, I would say. I think I don't know. Like I think that she's just, her humor is wonderful. Her jokes are great. I think that she she is, a, you could tell that she is Egon Spengler's granddaughter. That was the main thing for me is that if you're going to start casting people who are meant to be related to original Ghostbusters, then they need to look the part and feel the part. And I mean, everyone in this film does feel very, very well cast and very just all around. I feel like everyone had a great time filming this. And, and even though the story is kind of, you know, a continuation of the original Ghostbusters, we don't get too many Ghostbusters 2 nods. I just really enjoyed her performance within it. McKenna Grace as, as Phoebe, I feel that she was the star of the show. Like, I want, I, if they are to continue Ghostbusters and move forward, they have to keep her on the line and, and keep her as a Ghostbuster and, and uh, keep everyone in this for, for, the, for that fact, really. I mean, there's no, there's no argue to say that these all could be this next era of Ghostbusters, but it's just, I think it's definitely for me, anyways, the best kind of soft reboot slash sequel that I've seen, you know, probably since the Star Wars film, <laughs> Force Awakens, because the rest are just nonsense. Um, it just was really, really good, and it's handled so, so well. So Jason Reitman, obviously as well, we have to touch upon the fact that not all the Ghostbusters are, are with us anymore. Sadly, obviously, Howard Ramis passed away a few years ago, played Egon Spengler, but I loved what they did with that. Like, it's, it's hard not to get emotional when you're watching this film, which I'll come to in the, in the in the spoiler side of things, but I was interested to see how it was all going to start. You know, we've seen from the trailer that, you know, Egon was living in this, you know, very depleted house. It was all, you know, it's, it's spooky looking in its own right. It's like a haunted house in that sense. But 
just the opening and such of it, you get thrown straight into it and and almost kind of w- reminded why you fell in love with Ghostbusters in the first place. It's very well done. I don't think that they they handled anything poorly. I think that it was very emotional and very excellent with Harold Ramis's, uh, yeah, sad, sadly not being able to be part of this, which, again, we'll come to a little bit later. Um, but it's called Ghostbusters Afterlife, and, and I wasn't sure at first why it would be called that. Like, obviously, like, you know, for me, I was like, oh, maybe it's just breathing new life into Ghostbusters, but it has a much more, you know, poignant and and important meaning behind that, I would say. But just again, though, with with the title Afterlife, there has been a lot of life gone past since since Ghostbusters one. You know, there's that feel to it where it's like that. You know, it, it takes about an hour or so before we do start busting ghosts and stuff. But I think it's hand again, just very well written, very well put together because. Every step of the way, it's like, it's just, again, just another reminder as to what we're, you know, like you're watching a Ghostbusters film. Yes, it's been a long time since the last one. We're talking like 30 years or whatever it is. Or like, yeah, just the original one anyways. Um, so it's, it's you know, we're getting all these nods, the, everything, the aesthetics of it feels like we're building up to like a new start of Ghostbusters. And I think that's why I enjoyed so much. It just didn't feel like rushed or anything. It was the perfect pace and it was spot on. And um, yeah, just really, really did enjoy this film i said there's so many easter eggs in this and another not another thing that i really enjoyed as well obviously because obviously we're bringing back the fact of zool and gozer and like the apocalypse in that sense as well you know everything ties back to that and even when we get in these like demon dogs that we've not seen in so so long there's no over-the-top use of cgi there is practical effects in there it's animatronics or whatever and I, I, again i just this is what i mean when the feel of it feels so ghostbustery like it doesn't feel like we've they've overdone it or overcooked anything or just gone, right, well, times have changed now. We don't need to use practical effects. We can just, you know, wow an audience with this massive and amazing use of, of CGI. There's there's none of that. Like, yes, there's CGI in this, but those practical effects are what I always look forward to or look out for in films, you know, like they did with the Jurassic Park films. Again, Jurassic World, I love Jurassic World as a soft reboot slash sequel because I felt that it had the right balance of old nostalgic nods but also a new film direction and you could say that this film maybe does rely too heavy on the original films and such but at the same time i i do feel like it is its own its own thing i'm so impressed with it and so happy with it and like you know just as i've mentioned it just does feel so so ghostbuster and so i'm just, just pretty i just, I just can't stop smiling about it, if i'm being honest i'm just looking forward to watching it again i'm just trying to think if there's anything else i've missed before i jump into any spoiler territory as i say paul rudd's can we just like lock Paul Paul Rudd in some kind of like box to like pull out when you're feeling glum or anything? Because he just it just makes you smile. Doesn't it? I mean, I guess in in some sense you could you can do that just by picking out one of his films. In fairness, but Paul Rudd, man, just he's so good, so much fun. And I love his relationship with Phoebe's character, McKenna Grace. Like, there's a great relationship that blossoms there, and and of course, obviously with their with their mum as well. Callie was portrayed by Carrie Coon as well. Didn't realize that Carrie Coon was in uh, Avengers: Infinity War as well. So there's a. Uh, there's a surprise. I love this as well. There's a beauty of doing the podcast in some sense is that I check out obviously these actors and what they've been. And I'm like, what? Uh, Finn Wolfhard as well. Yeah, you know, he's all right in this. I think I've not seen anything with Finn Wolfhard in aside from Stranger Things that's necessarily blown me away. Like, I again, I think he plays that good 15 year old character that kind of not interested in, you know, anything else other than maybe girls or, you know, that he's got that sibling relationship as well. Obviously, that that kind of like his sister's like a dork or he's a geek and he's just like, ah, oh, I ain't got time for this. I don't know. Like it's, he's, he's, he's fine. He's not, he's not amazing. Uh, but again, it's nice to see all of these characters come together at the end and, and work together. Also a quick shout as well, because I don't, I've not mentioned him as of yet, but I just want to give a very quick shout uh, to the young Logan Kim, who plays a character named podcast. 
just great. And the thing that I liked, again, about his character is that he reminded me of a young Dan, Dan Aykroyd. And that's the thing. Every character in this film, the younger, the younger cast anyways, they all had those traits of the original Ghostbusters, especially, like, between Logan Kim's podcast and McKenna Grace's Phoebe. That, to me, at times, was like watching Egon and Ray just chatting, making jokes. I don't know, just it, it just screamed... Ghostbusters, um, as best I can really put that. I don't know, like, I just very much enjoyed the relationship. Like I said, podcast was a great little addition as well. Again, there's a lot of heart in this film. It, it definitely feels like Jason Reitman has taken on this legacy and taken on this, you know, huge, iconic film that his father built and gave to us and, and created, sorry, that he's... It, there is a lot of, I don't know, nurture with it. And I, I, I'm very much impressed with Jason Reitman because as, as, as silly as it may sound, like, I, I haven't really seen too much of Jason Reitman's work, but... I, I just feel like he's he's done his father proud with this. And and I think that's the thing that I, that I loved or even kind of got emotional about this film anyways, is that there's a lot of heart and a lot of family in this film. And I just, it just really, really does like hit a few nerves for you, especially if you're like a big Ghostbusters fan. This is a film to definitely go see out as soon as you possibly can over the festive period. I know there's going to be a lot of films coming out between now and the end of the year. Obviously, Spider-Man is coming out soon, which I'm super looking forward to. But if you get the time and you get the chance to see Ghostbusters Afterlife, then please do, because you'll have so much fun with it. And hopefully I've not bigged it up too much for you, but the cast, the story, the nods, the Easter eggs, everything about this is, um, yeah, it's just excellent. I, I can't wait to watch it again. I really can't. Out of 10, I'm definitely. this is a definite eight, maybe eight and a half. I, I, I think it was just fantastic. I'll stick with eight and, and just say that, you will have a lot of fun, whether you say if you're a big Ghostbusters fan or if, you just, if you've never seen a Ghostbusters film, there is something in this film to enjoy. It's wonderful. It's so much fun. Definitely one of the best films I've seen this year and, and, and just like a nostalgia level, it just took me on such a fantastic journey. Yeah, it was really great. Really, really great. I'm going to jump to spoilers now. So again, if you've not seen the film, turn off right now because I'm going to go over a bit of this and a bit of that. But the one thing I will say that, that we've all kind of wanted to see for a long time is the original Ghostbusters come back and just bust some ghosts and, and they deliver. They really deliver in this. Like again, it it is so like nodding to the to the end of the first one when they meet Gozer and you know, are you a god? And like I was like, no. And it's like someone asks you to say yes. There's stuff like that in there where they learn from their last their previous mistakes and just seeing Bill Murray and everyone back in those outfits, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson wearing those iconic, you know, jumpsuits again was just just wonderful. And and we, we kind of felt it was coming, especially throughout. So obviously Dan Aykroyd gets a, a great little cameo earlier on when, you know, Phoebe Phoebe rings, uh, rings the number from the original Ghostbusters advert and has a bit of a chit chat with him. You can argue it's very exposition heavy. I, I didn't mind it. Like, obviously, Dan Aykroyd just explains what's happened to the Ghostbusters since that we last saw them and, and why they're not doing so anymore and what obviously led to Egon going off into the middle of nowhere, completely abandoning his family, his friends, his whole life just to stop essentially the end of the world. I mean, they all think he's crazy. They think he's like, what are they talking about? Like the end of the world, the apocalypse, like he's kind of gone off on his own on his own thing there um but you know egon was right like he, he set everything up in motion he's you know he's got four proton packs set up in this cave obviously all this mountain sorry where the ghosts are trying to rise from um and he set them obviously to cross streams so that they'll obviously stop the ghosts from coming up and 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 heading out basically and and that's essentially what's causing all these you know little earthquakes and such throughout this small town and it's just it's, it's nice in a way to get that kind of exposition because I, I i mean you could argue yeah we could have they could have shown all this or whatever, but this isn't Ghostbusters 3 or anything, you know what I mean? It's not about that, I mean, it is Ghostbusters 3, but you know what I mean? It's not It's not about the original Ghostbusters, this film. This is about 
this new stretch of characters, you know, and their their story with these Ghostbusters. And I just really liked, like I said, that that whole explanation of what's been going on since. And Dan Aykroyd's a fantastic actor and just great comedian, so it was nice. But the main thing in this is obviously is the the lovely touch of obviously bringing in Harold Harold Ramis in this film, the ghosts and such. This this is that's where I get you know I got quite emotional watching it. Like when he kind of pops up and he's holding on to, as I said, the, the the gun alongside of of obviously Phoebe's character McKenna Grace, and they're looking at each other. There's no speaking involved from Harold Ramis, which I thought was really really good. I I just loved this this thing of all these four ghostbusters. Granted, one of them is is a ghost in the afterlife who's been helping them all along. By the way, like that this is the thing that I really enjoyed about it was that. It wasn't just like he popped up out of nowhere. Obviously, his whole, his his legacy himself, Egon's legacy, is throughout this film. There's obviously all these things in the house, things he's collected, things he's been working on, all his scientific equipment and such. It's all there. But he's also like navigating them around the house to find these things, whether it's playing chess with Phoebe McKenna. Loved that. The light and stuff moving downstairs when they go down into the this basement area where more of his stuff is there. You know, there's this lamp that's constantly moving where it's obviously him pushing them into where they need to go to find and work everything out. But having him there at the end and just holding on to that gun with all his friends and 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 obviously family now, I just thought it was lovely. Thought it was absolutely lovely. And I, I really liked what they did at the start because we get to see at the start what happens to him and how he dies. Great little nod as well to Sigourney Weaver's um, interaction with, uh, with, with Goza when the hands come through the sofa and they grab her and they take him into the kitchen we get that again as well but i like the fact that we do get to see egon obviously albeit you know it's great camera cuts great work of you know of not overshowing him and, and just seeing like side profiles or just, just everything except his direct face basically but then how they did that at the end by bringing him in i i think was just great and he looked absolutely amazing and the little touch at the end for ha- for harold was just was just lovely and we get to hear the uh, the uh, the the ghostbusters uh the Ghostbusters theme, which is uh, well, it was what we like to do, and it sing along to that bad boy. But yeah, like the whole Goza storyline was great to bring that back, and great to see it kind of come like full on, if you know what I mean. Like, cause in the first one, it's building up to building up to building, up, and we only see like a little bit of it. But there's some really, really excellent, like I say, so, some great use of the CGI and and the effects, obviously, to create this kind of like eeriness and Armageddon esque kind of look to this to this uh, yeah like end of worlds scenery um it just it just all looked really really well and so bringing all the ghostbusters back for that last sequence and such was was pretty important i feel like to to, to us as fans as well like i think there's there's all the there's only so many nods and stuff you can do without actually bringing in the ghostbusters and the fact that they did it i mean jason Reitman, man like just i just want to give him a massive pat on the back not even a pat on the back i'm gonna give him a massive bear hug <laughs> like just to be like thank you so much for giving us this film like it's so so good um, other obviously uh, cameos obviously coming in from Sigourney Weaver which was funny because she pops up as uh, on the uh, end credits it says and Sigourney Weaver and I was like what I like this almighty eh in the cinema like I didn't see it and then she's in the, the mid credit scene which was again a lovely little nod to Bill Murray's character in the first one with the whole like doing the test the scientific test with like uh, shocking the students by trying to guess what um, shape or whatever's on these cards, which I thought was lovely. But then we cut to the second post-credit scene, uh, which is more focused on Ernie Hudson, which was really nice in a way. And again, it's like again a relationship between him and Annie Potts continuing. Uh, more nods to the original Ghostbusters. It was interesting the way that Annie Potts wasn't, you know, the the love interest still for Egon Spengler, Harold Ramis as Egon Spengler, but still, by the by. Um, and Ernie Hudson, uh, essentially, uh, his character Winston's now bought the, or at least owns, the original firehouse that they uh, had in the first Ghostbusters, which is a place that I would love to visit in New York. But it seems that obviously we're leading down a route of, could he now be training up either this new generation of Ghostbusters or at least another generation of Ghostbusters? Because he gets the Ecto-1 car back there, and then it cuts down to the basement again, where they pop their ghost, their ghosts into this 
into the machine and it's flashing red, um, insinuating maybe that the ghosts could escape once again like they did in the first one. Who knows? It was just a nice little nod again back to the first. And, and like I said, I know this film does have a lot of nods, a lot of Easter eggs and such passing back to the to the original Ghostbusters film. But everything about this film, as I say, just, just really ticks a lot of boxes for me. I loved it anyways, and it's a definite one that I can't wait to add to my collection. If you've seen Ghostbusters Afterlife as well, do let me know what you think. I, I, I am so hyped for it. I can't wait to see it again. Um, but I really, really did enjoy it. And I say, Jason Reitman has done a fantastic job. And uh, yeah, fair play to him for this uh, this new new addition to this uh, to this franchise and it is a massive job to tackle and reboot ghostbusters or at least do like a, a sequel to ghostbusters and i think that everyone involved has done a pretty bang up job but thank you ever so much again for listening to joe blogs about films i'll be back again before you know it talking about something else or other but until then though do take care